let's start. Hello and welcome to a new episode on Women with Stories. So today I have an amazing guest. She's a coach, an expert coach. She, she's known as a body confidence coach. Uh, she helps women all over the world to uh, change their lives, accept their bodies, and to unleash their inner badass power. <laughs> and uh, also she's from uh, Ireland. She uh, lived in different countries, in USA, in Italy, and now she's in Paris. Uh, she will tell all about her journey and her accomplishments. Uh, Cleona Byrne, welcome to Women With Stories podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, after traveling to all these countries, uh, why you chose Paris? What is special about this city? Oh, okay. Well, you know something? I think I've always had this interest and intrigue with France and um, a few years ago I actually had a French boyfriend so I started coming over to Paris quite frequently and I absolutely fell in love with the city I was in love with the country I love the food I love the culture everything and um, I'd been in Milan for two years here and I decided that I wanted to change location because I liked Milan but it just wasn't the perfect place for me. And not that anywhere is perfect, but it just wasn't right. So um, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to my favorite city. I'm going to go to Paris and make it work, make it happen. That's great. So you achieve your goals here in Paris. Yes. <laughs> Paris has been very good to me, I have to say. I've had the best time since I moved here. I've been here for three and a half years now. And things have just been magic since I came here like it's it's I love it here I, I can't praise it enough I just love Paris <laughs> that's good so what's the the major challenges that you had here that you faced here in Paris oh um well being an expat I think you always have certain challenges like language is always one um like no matter how hard I try I cannot pronounce pronounce the French or it's just impossible for me <laughs> I just can't do it um, and so there's always going to be things like this but um, I, I don't know for Paris I don't think it's been the most challenging one for me yet like I found my past experiences more challenging for example when I went to Milan I didn't speak the language at all mm. like in, in France I spoke some of the language so I was able to survive you know order my croissants and this kind of stuff I was okay but um, yeah I think language is always one but when I came here, I found it so easy to make friends and it hasn't been the most challenging, but my challenges really happened in Milan. I found it really difficult to speak the language. Hmm. I had this naive belief that I would move there and be fluent in Italian in three months. I was so wrong. <laughs> um, I found it hard to make friends there. I found it difficult to find a job. It was, it was hard. Yeah. Okay. So, so for you, the Italian language is difficult than the French language? Oh, yeah, I found it very hard. But the, the reason I found it difficult was um, when I was in Milan, I found it difficult to practice. Um, whereas in France, I feel like people get so excited when they hear you speaking the language. 
and they're just so happy that you're trying that they'll let you speak even if it makes zero sense they're like okay she just said bonjour that's it but let her keep going she's trying she's trying <laughs> um whereas in milan people would immediately just say i don't understand you and you would well for me i would lose my confidence sometimes Whereas here, sometimes I just word vomit and I know I'm not making sense and I know grammatically it's not correct, but I just keep going. <laughs> I'll oh, just keep speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So I, I looked for your profile and I saw you've, you've done like so many workshops for women. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do different um, confidence workshops. Um, so... The one I did um, most recently was called Confidence is Badass. Mm. And it's all about how to be confident in the workplace. Um, and the next one I have coming up is called Confidence is Sexy. So oh. it's all about how, you know, you can, when you have good confidence, it helps you be sexy and all these things. So um, I really like doing workshops. I like them to be high energy and just really good fun. And mm. um, I just love doing them. Um, and I plan to do a few more during the year. I might do one about, um, you know, getting ready for the summertime because I know some women can feel insecure before the bikini season and yeah. things like this. So I'll have more coming too, but it's, it's something I'm really passionate about. Okay. So talk to me more about your, your, your journey as a coach, how you started this whole journey. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's go yeah. back to the beginning. <laughs> Um, so I actually used to work in communications. I was a journalist for a good few years, and then I was a copywriter, and then I worked in social media. And what happened was I was working in this really nice job here in Paris, but I ended up having burnout because I just got really overworked. And before I burned out, I um, had decided that I wanted to change my career. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew it wanted to be something in wellness and mindfulness. So I chose to do life coaching. So then I got burned out and I was like, you know, this is a sign that I am making the right decision to change my career. So I did. I, that was it. I got my diploma as a life coach and started a business. But I originally started a business as a expat coach because that's what I knew about. That's what I was yeah. comfortable coaching people through but then I noticed a pattern and it was that all my clients had the same issues and they were all about body confidence and it kind of clicked with me one day that that was really where I needed to focus in on mm. and that's where my expertise really lay because I myself struggled a lot with body confidence in the past I um, had to have a jaw operation because my jaw was not correctly aligned. So my face was actually kind of crooked. So oh, yeah. I had this operation to fix that. And for years before I had the operation, I thought I was confident. Hmm. But after I had the operation done, I realized that I had been really holding myself back in life because I didn't want to be in photographs, I would be very particular about the things I ate in case it was problematic to eat it. Um, I, I really held myself back and I had this strong belief that once I had the operation, my life would change and I would be so beautiful and everything would be so completely different. And then I had the operation and I felt fantastic, but I realized that I actually didn't look 
any way different than I did before I had the operation. So my, my um, bite, my teeth were able to close on top of each other perfectly, but I myself did not look different. Mm. And that's when I realized all these thoughts I had about my appearance were completely in my head. And I was the one holding me back, not my appearance. So that experience taught me a lot. And I also, a few years ago, turned my back on diet culture because I used to do lots of diets. I used to do all mm. these things. And when I stopped putting myself under pressure and started to actually accept my body, I started to go on my own body confidence journey and really love myself, which is where I am now in my life. Mm. So it was a combination of that experience, my own personal experience, and then seeing that my clients were all having the same issues. And a lot of women in particular have, and it's all genders, but particularly women have issues where they feel like they have to be slimmer. They feel mm. like they have to be prettier. And yeah. if they were slimmer, then they would be able to achieve what they want. Or if they looked the right mm. way, they do better in their careers. So I help women get past that because yeah. we all have this, um, this inner critic inside of us yeah. that makes us think we're not right or we could look better. Mm. So I help people get rid of that voice and start to actually love who they are and love themselves. Yeah, especially with the social media now on Instagram, like women tends to compare themselves with others. So it's yeah. very hard now for women to accept their body. So what you're doing is, is really great, like to help women to, act, to accept their body and, and to be confident. That is really great. And your story is really inspiring. Thank you. And with the thing with social media, what I tell everyone is unfollow stuff that makes you feel bad. Just unfollow it. And I'm not saying to like abandon social media, but instead of looking at stuff that makes you feel bad, just unfollow it and start following stuff that makes you feel really good. Like there's lots of accounts for body confidence and body positivity. If you look at them, you're going to feel great about your body. And I'd much rather look at content like that than look at stuff that's like, oh, you know, photoshopped and telling you if you go on a diet, you can look this way. Like that content is not good for anyone. But you think this uh, concept of a perfect body image, it comes from our childhood or it's from the social media? It's something inner inside us, the comparison, or it comes from the media and, and the publicity of today? I actually think it's a mixture. I think that a lot of us actually get our body image from our parents. Mm. So I'll just use an example. Um, if you're a young child and let's say when you're growing up, your mother was always on diets and would never wear a bikini. Mm. And that actually has an impact on you as a child because you're looking at this person who is your superhero and someone who you really admire and love. And that person who you think is like the most spectacular person in the world is saying, I'm not good enough. I need to change myself. I'm not beautiful enough. Mm. So as children, we can really like absorb that and start seeing it in ourselves. And usually we kind of look like our parents. Mm. So if our parents are saying there's something wrong with my body, then as a child, you can start to think that there's something wrong with your body. Yeah. So that's the first place where it starts. Then it's also from the media. If When you're growing up, you're constantly bombarded with images of very slim people mm. and you only see particular body types. It's usually slim white people. It's usually the same yeah. people all the time. And you start to think that that's normal. 
even though like if you take your eyes away from the screen and look on a street everyone is completely different but we start to convince ourselves that this is the ideal it must be ideal if that's what we see on television if that's what we see in magazines Mm. and the problem now with social media is like if you went back to like when I was a child maybe you'd be looking at um, a fashion magazine Mm. and like it's proven that looking at a fashion magazine after like just two or three minutes will make you feel bad about yourself but the thing is a fashion magazine has a last page it ends so maybe you look at 30 pages and it ends but Instagram you can keep going and going and going and going and going. And five hours later, you're like, I hate myself yeah. because you've been looking at so much content. So it's actually a mixture of these things. And the other, oh, there's one more thing that can affect it. If you spend a lot of time with people that are very critical about other people's mm. bodies, then that also has a big impact on you. Like if your friends are always saying things about other people's bodies, then yeah. you will start to absorb that and think, oh, wow. I need, what about my body? What do people think of my body? Mm. So it comes from a lot of places. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, I didn't like have this uh, idea, importance of body image. And when I saw one of your workshops, you wrote like a quotation, you said, um, our relationship with our body affects every part of our life, including our careers and our friendship. And it yeah. hits me because I've never thought about that before. <laughs> it does. And people don't realize it. Yeah. Like when people, um, when I tell people I'm a body confidence coach, they're like, yeah, but whatever, it's just your body image. And I'm like, no, it is mm. so much more than that. Because if you feel good in your skin, you're going to be confident. And even just, let's take work as an example, okay? Let's say you have to do a presentation. So you have to stand up in front of a lot of people. If you are feeling good about your body, you're going to get up there and you're not going to think about it. But if mm. you're feeling very insecure about your body, you're not going to be able to stand there with confidence. And mm. um, it's the same with, honestly, every aspect of your life. Relationships, it's going to have a huge impact. Mm. Even like with friendships, if you're feeling really bad about yourself, you're not going to really want to go out to nightclubs with your friends. You're not yeah. going to want to maybe go on vacation. Um, it it really like anyone who I, who I have coached has said to me that it, they didn't realize that it was affecting so many areas of their life. You just don't realize it until you actually start to work on it. Yes. Well, I wanted to ask you also uh, for, for your journey, like you have started this coach journey. So what's, what's your next step as a coach? What's my next step? Ooh. Yeah. Um, so this year I have booked in to do lots of workshops and I have a lot of like little projects. I say little projects, they're big projects. Um, in the pipeline where I'm going to be collaborating with other people on interesting projects. But um, I think in the future, what I'd like to really organize is a body confidence retreat because I've done retreats in the past, but I want to do one that's focused on body confidence and maybe women's empowerment, things like this. Um, and I'd really love, like this is long-term, but I'd really yeah, love yeah. to write a book about how to create body confidence and do it for yourself. 
Okay. And for the public, so you lived in, in different countries and yeah. you can see now the difference between this uh, body image in different countries, like in USA or in France, it's not the same thing or in oh, Italy. It's so different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's super interesting. And, you know, that was something I, I realized when I was um, coaching expats is that if you come from a country where there's one particular beauty standard and then mm. you move to another country with a completely different beauty standard, it can be quite shocking because maybe you were like, you fitted into the ideal in your old location and now you're like, oh my God, I do not fit in here. <laughs> like for example, I'm quite a curvaceous woman. So I find it really hard to buy clothes in France because it just, it doesn't work for my body type. Mm. But I'm okay with that. But maybe someone else may not be. And then also, if you if you move location and you're like, imagine um, if you were an Irish, red-haired woman and you're really really tall, and then you move to China, you're yeah. gonna stick out so much. And that's another thing that people try to deal with. They're like, I look so different from everyone. I can't find clothes that fit me. And I'm so far from what's considered beautiful. Mm. But the truth is, usually it's the things that make you different. The things that are different about you are usually the things that make you very beautiful. Yes. So it's trying to figure that out. But um, definitely each country I've lived in has had a completely different idea of what beauty is. And when you start to see that everyone else has like everyone has different ideas of it then you start to realize actually you know what it doesn't matter if I think it's beautiful it's beautiful and that's all that's important yes yes that's great because for me like I don't have a perfect body image like I like for, for myself I like seeing girls that are thick girls mm -hmm. with muscles girls with healthy body that's I that's for me it's it's the perfect uh, perfect image it's like a healthy girl Oh yeah, I love that. I love always saying like thick, uh, thick ties save lives. <laughs> you know, because like I feel like being strong is so beautiful. And mm. um, like I, I work out quite a bit, and it's it's quite funny because sometimes I'll go to workout classes and they'll ask me like, "Oh, are you here because you want to lose weight?" And I'm always like, "No, <laughs> I'm not here for that." <laughs> I'm just here because I want to exercise and be strong. Like, you know, my life isn't about losing weight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do think there's something very beautiful about a healthy body and just being comfortable in that. Mm, that's great. So here in Paris, you help women to, uh, to accept their bodies, to, to do more work on, their, on themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, so you go in different aspects, I think, not only the, the, the body image, like in the relationship, in their career, how to be more confident with their body. So Kiliana, tell me, <laughs> I have uh, a question. What's the best advice uh, you can give to a 25-year-old woman now? The best advice? My number one thing that I tell everyone to do and it's so simple but it has such a high impact on everyone's lives is to smile at yourself whenever you see your reflection and mm. the reason I tell people to do this is well first of all it's just a nice thing to do but secondly it um when you smile even if it's a fake smile 
your brain releases serotonin, which makes you feel good. Mm. So when you see yourself, if you smile, you'll feel good. And then eventually you'll associate seeing yourself with feeling good. So even if you don't, like if you forget to smile, just seeing yourself is going to make you feel good. And I tell people to do it all the time. Like do it in the morning when you see yourself in the mirror. If you're walking on the street and you see a reflection, smile. When you go to the bathroom, smile. If you're like, you know, just like looking at your reflection in your phone to make sure there's nothing in your teeth, smile. It doesn't matter. But make it a habit. And it's such a tiny, tiny, tiny thing, but it's going to make you feel good. And it's also going to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, you know that I do this every day when I go outside uh, yeah. <laughs> and I smile and people look at me, what she's doing? <laughs> yeah, but it's beautiful. What, yeah. like, a smiling face is a happy face. It's so much better than walking around frowning all the time. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice to smile. Yeah. So what scares you the most now, Cleon? What scares me? Um, I think what scares me is the fact that um, although I'm really happy about what I do and I'm happy that I can help people, what scares me is that there's so many people that are affected by having poor body confidence and feeling Mm. bad about themselves. And that scares me. It really scares me for the future because I wonder what it'll be like for young people growing up now that have way more media than we did when we were growing up. And I worry about where we're going to move forward with this because there's more and more people coming forward with um, body. Okay. Okay. So, Kiliana, what uh, what scares you the most now? I think something that really terrifies me about the world we're in now um, is the fact that there's so many people that need the service I do. Like, mm. obviously, I'm really happy to be able to provide that for people, but. I do think it's quite sad that there's so many people that suffer with body image issues and even like the amount of eating disorders and things like this that are going on in the world right now. And I worry about young kids because we're growing up with way more media and pressure and constantly being bombarded with advertisements for things, encouraging us to change the way we look. So that is something that scares me about how people feel about themselves in the future. But um, I'm, I'm doing something to help. Like, obviously, I can't fix the world, but <laughs> it, is, it is something that does scare me, definitely. Yeah. But, but, you, but your coaching and your help will, will, will inspire and will help a lot of women all over the world. So how women can reach out to yeah, you? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Like, the more people I can help, the better. And that's also why I like doing things like the workshops, because I can work with a lot of people all at once. That's cool. Shout to you. From um, so you yeah. yeah, you can find me by my website, which is my name. It's cleanaburn.com. And I'm also on, uh, even though I've been talking about social media, but I'm on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, cleanerthecoach. So okay. you can find me there. Um, and yeah, usually on social media and on my website, I post what I'm up to. So if I've got any interesting workshops or retreats coming up. Okay, that's cool. It was a pleasure to hear your story. I'm sure it will inspire all women around the world. And I would love to see uh, your next workshops and your works in social media.
And thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate doing this interview with all these challenges of the connection internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, just thank you for having me. It's been really cool. <laughs> thank you, Kiliana.